Welcome to Business Wellness. My name is Nathan Ho, and I'm the host of this podcast. Today, I had the pleasure of hosting Aneta Kozinska. Aneta and I met through the Ivy Business School as both of us went to this uh, university, and she was a wonderful friend in my acclimation back to Toronto, Canada. Now, Aneta works in the digital consulting space and specifically with digital transformation, a major buzzword, but very relevant to all businesses today. Her experience spans change management, working with startups, international business, and a lot of coaching and mentorship to those who want to change and adjust and adapt their internal digital strategy. Aneta and I talk about some pretty interesting things in this podcast. That's from starting with rediscovering fear to talking about digital transformation in the workplace, the valley of despair. And if you're a leader who needs some tips and and ideas on how to better digitalize your workplace, your behaviors, and adapt to this not quite trending but must-have change in organizations, I think this might be pretty useful for you. It was a pleasure to have Annette on as a guest on my podcast. She brings a peaceful energy that we like talking about, and she has a great taste in music as well, too. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks, Annette, for joining me on my podcast, Better Business with Nate Ho. Um, this is super casual. So my style is like this. I want to make you feel comfortable kind of just like a conversation. Um, Although you do see the record button, that's like, just try to blank that out. Um, But today's chat is all about digital transformation, change management, and and you, you know, pretty much just getting to know you better a little bit. And um, the first thing that, before I hear your voice, the first thing that I wanted to sort of dive into was, you know, when, when I saw your LinkedIn profile, and other people go and, and see that the the quote the laws of physics are fixed and i can't change those everything else is open for discussion like can you share some insight on the quote and why you decided to put this on your description that might be a really good way to get to know you from the get-go sure cool yeah um also thanks for having me on this podcast it's uh yeah it's it's great to be here it's my third podcast so i'm still quite a noob at it (laughs) but um but i'm happy to be here and i'll i'll try to answer as best as i can of course thank you yeah so that quote i think i was at an industry event with ivy actually both of our alma maters Mm -hmm. and um somebody was a leader in the banking industry he said that quote when we were discussing the future of banking and it really resonated with me Mm. um it basically like it like sent like like a shock through my body i was like whoa yes (laughs) wow okay it um it really resonated with me and i think it resonated with me because i uh, i think i run my life like that Mm. so i i truly believe that there are a few fixed truths 
in life mm. and also in business that we can't necessarily change, but everything else is change. Like every discussion we have, every thought we have, every behavior we do, it changes something in our reality, right? And so if we know that to be true personally, and we know that to be true with every other human being that we interact with, then we know that each person comes with their own opinion and their own assumptions. And only when we can discuss it with each other, do we actually come up with another truth Mm. that could then be again, disputed and discussed in order to create another truth and then another truth and another truth. So basically everything is open for discussion Mm. um, besides the, the, the truest of the truest, which is basically physics. Mm. Yeah. I love that. The things that come to mind are like Venn diagrams is one thing. So you just have the intersection of one and the other, and then you kind of intersect them and you got the middle part, but then that middle part can also be, you know, further extrapolated as well too. I also think about the butterfly effect as well. So what interactions you may have with someone can have dramatic effects on their lives or another situation. And, um, and I love that. And so that, that leads me to just wondering, like, um, this, just to give a better context of your day or just your current world, because everything is changing, you're always interacting and all that stuff. Um, one of my best friends gave me a bit of an activity and it was kind of out of the blue, but really refreshing. And it was, um, he asked me three, he asked us in a group chat, uh, three questions, um, just to get a better sense of where you are in your life right now at this moment. Um, and I'll ask them uh, sequentially. So when I ask the question, then feel free to just answer it then. But there's three distinctive questions. Um, what happened this week that was seemingly ordinary, but felt special to you? That's a cool question. And um, I think pretty relevant to me right now because this, this week, actually, this is a, you, you picked a, a cool week to interview me because I'm participating in like an online spiritual retreat. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Waking okay. up super early to, yeah, be at the like satsangs and um, yeah, just really like leaning into another part of my brain that I don't use often, I would say. Yeah. Uh, at work. Okay. But yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so basically I, I take this same walk every day. And uh, for context purposes, I live in the heart of downtown Toronto. So like skyscrapers, lots of noise, limited nature. Um, it's snowing, it's freezing. It's like negative nine degrees, right? And every time I take this walk, I'm, I like murmur to myself. And I say like, oh, why is it going to be so cold? Or like, what? <laughs> you know, like I could be out somewhere taking a walk, like a hike, but um, yes. When I was on a, on a on a walk yesterday, I actually felt like absolute peace mm-hmm. and being just very content where I am. Mm-hmm. And I relate it to like when I spent time in in one of in in my favorite places, so like in Sedona or in India or just places that really transformed me. And I and I felt it right here amidst all what would 
you know, usually make me sort of unhappy, but I felt that. And um, yeah, it, it was just a random walk, but I, I felt very calm and at peace and happy. And so that was cool. Wow, that's incredible. Like, uh, again, that you answered the question so to the T, like it was such an ordinary walk, right? Mm -hmm. But then it felt extra special because maybe you're seeing it in a different light because of the spiritual um, journey or exercise you're going through. So that's super awesome and must have gotten a, a lot of value, you know, and just maybe not just the walk, maybe that applies to other things and how you, and all other facets of, of your life, right? Because that's a normal life and then now you're seeing it with a different perspective so that's that's beautiful that's super special yeah um, like vacation is a state of mind right. rather than like a place I love that that's yeah. my boom <laughs> mind blown right there everybody listening should just maybe step back and have a thought and say man I can be in India I could be in wherever just close my eyes and I'm there right um that's wonderful um something like always that. eaters easier said than done for sure but I think that's where it takes practice right and you might need help and and that leads me to my, my next the second question was who was there for you this week mm -hmm. so my best friend Katie she's been my best friend for 10 years so we took a walk at in at High Park so mm -hmm. we chatted and we took her dog on a walk um, my friend Tammy, we met at Ivy. We're going through something kind of similar emotionally. So we <laughs> talked about that. Um, um, I would say my therapist. <laughs> Always good. Always good. Um, and who else? I would say my mom, actually. We connected a lot this week, too. Oh, and yeah, like um, the spiritual practitioner that I'm doing that retreat with. Wow. Some pretty awesome people to have. Like you have really good support. Just like just to think of that boom, 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 right? And I think that also says a lot about the reversal too, right? Because it's always a two-way street support, in my opinion. And to have those people readily available to be there and that must have been really good for you this week. Um, you're having a good week so far. You're killing it. Um, <laughs> um, one last part of this was, um, what was one new thing you learned this week? I know the first question, maybe a bit of that, what felt, felt special, but maybe a bit of knowledge, like what's something new that you learned this week? Yeah, so it's it's funny that you say that I'm having a good week this week because it's been the first week since... I think a long time, like past few months where I've actually felt like content, I would say the past few months have been extremely rocky mm. and um, had a lot of pressure on myself and it was a lot of stress. Mm. So um, yeah. Um, one thing I learned, or at least one thing that I've been reminding myself this week is I've been trying to like re- discover my relationship to fear Ooh, okay yeah how are you how are you doing that that that's yeah. a whole podcast of its own jeez wow that's <laughs> deep okay go ahead go ahead like what did Every you do time i answer these questions your face is like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so so again like i've 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 had a really tough past two months like 
professionally and personally. And I felt a lot of fear, honestly. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to really like dig into what fear meant to me. And so usually when I try to discover what something means to me, I first look into like what it means in general. So I learned that there's three main fears that people go through. The first fear is their sense of security or safety is being shaken. Um, the second is their um, their sense of approval is okay. shaken. And then the third is their sense of control is shaken. So I had to really figure out what, what was being shaken for me out of all those three things and then try to flip it on the positive side so I could re-remind myself every day um, what type of mindset I need to have as I go through all of the changes that I'm going through mm -hmm. and if the fear comes up again. And so um, I created this after I flipped it, I actually created um, like a, like a, like three like bullet points for myself and I made it my phone background. So the okay. first one is trust in the truth. So it's, you know, safety and security. It's all about, you know, attaching yourself to external things like home or job or money or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if, if you flip it and if you don't want to fear that anymore, then what you do is you trust in the truth rather than the external things. The second one is full self-acceptance. So if you have a fear of like approval from others, then you, if you, if, if you, if that's a fear of yours, like you need reassurance or you're unconfident with, with a few things, if you flip it, then you remind yourself that you, like I'm to express myself fully regardless of who I'm in front of or who I'm not in front of, mm -hmm. but it's full self-expression and then that fear mm -hmm. will go away. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is letting go of expectation. So that's me flipping the sense, the fear of control, like having control over things. So when people have a fear of control they fixate on things they mm -hmm. they expect people to be a certain way they expect the plan to go a certain way they become OCD about something mm -hmm. and so if I flip it and I say okay I'm letting go of expectations then I no longer have to fear that and so um, I've been looking at that because it's my phone background every single day and um, I just yeah I've just been like leaning into those words um, and, uh, yeah, just, just learning, contemplating them and, um, trying to become fearless because of it. Kind of like as a great mantra to yourself. Right. And I love the fact that you put it so practically on your phone screen. Like, I really think that like, did you, like, did, did you just say, I'm going to remind myself by doing that? Or did someone sort of suggest, Hey, Annette, do you want to that might be a good solution for you to do. Like, how did you think to make it very practical and you see it every day? Well, I think I changed my, the background of my phone screen to things that I want to be reminded of. So sometimes I'll have like mountains if I'm not around mountains, cause they mm. give me a lot of like peace or sometimes I'll have friends. If for an example, I'm in lockdown and I can't see too many people at once, then I'll have that. Mm -hmm. Um, or sometimes if I'm like on a fitness trip, like, oh, I put like body goals, you know? Um, and so I don't know what I had on my screen before this, but I just thought to put it on there 
myself. No one told me. Cool. It just kind of went. It's a great. It's a great tip for anyone, I guess, um, wanting to keep these reminders. It's such such a a good practical thing to have to remind yourself. And um, one thing to to end off this part, I made you made me think when you sort of um, facing fear and and letting go of expectation, changing that mindset. Um, I thought of like my mom shared a, a few quotes, but one in particular, um, as you think, so shall you become. Mm, and that is a piece of wisdom by Bruce Lee. So you know, Bruce Lee has said a lot of amazing things in, in his past. And, and this is one that uh, came up. And when um, you were telling me about these three things, uh, the, on your phone, it just made me think of this mindset as you think, so shall you become. So that just wanted to use that as a, as a ending of this first part. Um, so thank you for sharing. Um, yeah. So we got pretty deep right now. <laughs> I, I kind of want to um, maybe not go, uh, maybe not deep, but deep in another way in the sense yeah. that I want to learn more about digital transformation, right? Because yeah. it is hashtagged on your profile. It is, it's stuff that you live, um, that you're passionate about. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about um, the context? So digital transformation is, is in what you do with your job. Um, how do you work with or teach uh, or share digital transformation in the context of work? Yeah, so um, we'll go higher level. Less yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I would say uh, in the context of digital transformation, I work with CRM tools. So I work with clients and I help them implement CRM. And okay. specifically, I'm focused on Salesforce right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I've implemented various clouds. Uh, and uh, I work specifically as a change management consultant. So that means me being laser focused on end user adoption and making sure that end users have a, um, an insightful, an empowered, an easy digital transformation. And by the time it's time for go live, they are fully aware of what's coming. They understand what's coming. They've accepted it and they've committed to it. Mm -hmm. And um, I do this through working with key influential people within an organization. I work with leadership teams and I lean into my own project team. So I work for an implementation partner. So I lean into my own project team to really discover what is going on from the build side, what's going on from the quality assurance side, uh, what are the big changes that are coming up? And I help communicate that out to the broader client team. So they're mm -hmm. fully aware of how the change is tracking mm -hmm. and um, and how the team is operating. Okay, interesting. I, I caught the words acceptance and commitment before go live. Um, and I think those are two really key words for any transformation, right? Um, my question is, what kind of common challenges are companies uh, or clients of yours facing um, in their digital transformation journey? What do you find most often is kind of like maybe when you first get a client or that what are some early roadblock, roadblocks that you experience when you sort of first get on that project, on a project? 
Yeah, so usually people are very excited and they think it's going to be, you know, an, an awesome addition to the company, but they are fully unaware of how big of a lift digital transformations are. So the excitement is high, but they are not aware that they're soon going to go through the change curve, right? I don't know if you've ever learned about the change curve, but it's also called like the, 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 the valley of despair. <laughs> and um, okay. it affects people emotionally. Wow. And it's, it's, it's hard. Like it's hard stuff. So I would say like, that's the first thing that I notice. Um, the second thing that I notice is when working remotely, elaborate when it comes to like elaborations or discovery sessions when the implementation partner has to go in and really do like a, a, a deep dive of all the the processes as they are and as how they how the client wants them to be in the future that takes a lot of time and a mm. lot of work and it's much easier to do when we're on client site because then mm. we can get people all in one room for an extended period of time and really yeah really go through it with them when we do it over Zoom or Google Meets or whatever, it's just, you know, sometimes not all the stakeholders are in the meeting. Sometimes, you know, people have to run into another one. And so it just takes a lot longer than mm -hmm. it normally would had it had we had done it on um on site. So I think that's the second one. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the third one is uh from a people perspective, people are pretty tired at this point, you know, we are in a global pandemic mm -hmm. <laughs> still. Um, it's no longer COVID-19, it's COVID-21, right? Or 22. Yeah. Um, and people are tired, like they have their day jobs. And then on top of it, they have to, you know, do, do a lot of work. Um, and it's exhausting for people. And so as a change consultant, I do my best to you know, make sure that people have a space that they can come up to for, for air, right? They also have, you know, some helpful guidance practices or um, helpful like tricks that I like to give them uh, so they can manage it better. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, people are tired. So wow. those, are, those are three big challenges. And you're just talking about the client, even for you right that's mm -hmm. you're dealing with them head on yep. um i i really like that valley of despair and that excitement um what advice could you offer your clients um that would make both of your lives much easier is it uh, i mean maybe i'm inferring a bit is it to not get too excited to manage expectations um, is the valley of despair something that they have to kind of go through? Maybe not despair, but is there a dip for every, every change, transformation um, experience? Um, what advice would you say to them to make your lives easier? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say like, don't get excited. I think excitement is a, it's an awesome emotion to feel. And so I would just say like, I would say get excited, but like make sure that you can um, make sure you know that you're not going to be excited the entire time. Right. And, um, and, uh, and I would say like, when it comes to uncertainty, everyone is vulnerable. Mm. 
So people do go valleys, go through valleys of despair in, in everything that they do, right? It's, mm. it's a personal thing and it's also a professional thing. Yeah. When things change, there's uncomfortable emotions involved. There's mm. uncertainty and you have to be really aware of yourself and how you show up um, when you're going through that. But I would say my, my, my best advice for clients is to um, get super clear on where they want to be. So to have a vision, like a, a North star mm. of where they want to go and then be super clear on how they want to show up every day while they're getting there. So that mm. means what type of mindsets and what type of behaviors are they embodying as they go through the transformation? Because mm. they're going to have to do that every day. And so um, most recently, I was working for a client in the high tech industry and high tech is high pace and uh, lots of change, lots of innovation. And um, it's, it's a stressful environment, right? Mm -hmm. it's totally. Yeah. And um, you, you, you put in digital implement implementation on a, on a company like that, it's gonna be like five times more work. <laughs> And so what I had done is I, I put together this ways of working workshop for them where I basically broke down what stress is. And I showed them that like valley of despair curve mm -hmm. thing that I'm talking about in a cartoon version to make it like funny and relatable. Mm -hmm. But I talked about what stress is and I talked about what we should do when we're going through stress, right? So it's build coalition. So build strong teams, build routine. So we know structurally when we're meeting, at what time we're meeting, how often we're meeting each week to get clear on your boundaries. At what time do you stop working? Do you work on the weekends? What's appropriate for you? What type of conversations are appropriate for you? Um, how fast are you supposed to reply to emails, right? And then get clear on how you wanna celebrate. So what are your rituals? So um, is it every Friday we do shout outs or you know, every, you know, couple months we, we do retros, like, what does that look like for you? Mm. And I basically had them um, go through this activity where they discussed what hasn't worked in the past from other projects, what is working right now with them, and then what they want to try and innovate on in the future when it comes to mindsets and behaviors. And we created something called a ways of working manifesto, which is basically mm. like a, like a marriage vow right? Mm -hmm. Like how you show up and how you act through the good times and the bad times, mm. because both will come. Um, so yeah, two things, get super clear on your, on your North star and then get super clear on how you want to show up as you get there. That's awesome. I love that ways of working. And then the manifesto, it's kind of reminds me of the start, stop, continue activities, right? Like those yeah. are really, really good to have and um, awesome to have the team, but I guess, yeah, it's, it's challenging where you can't have everyone in the room where there's some key people that just like, I'm sorry, I can't come on, right? But maybe in person on on-site, it might be a little bit different, right? So, but that's the reality that we're in right now, right? And um, kind of makes me think of the, the next thing, like what are, now that we are, you know, obviously right now, this current moment in, in Toronto and in Ontario, fully remote, um, most of the part, um, what are the digital tools that you use most in your day like your day-to-day -day 
Like, what is it like for Aneta on a digital standpoint? Yeah, like professionally, I use email, uh, Slack. I use Google Docs. We're a Google Docs company at Traction. So, um, yeah, Go sorry, Google Drive. So I use Docs, PowerPoint. I hate using Google Excel, but I do do it. I just, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I different. To, yeah, so, but anyways, I, I do use that. Um, Zoom, Google Meets, uh, my notes, OneNotes, and Spotify. <laughs> cool. Um, and, oh, sorry, one thing I was going to actually ask you, this is a little bit different, but um, for anyone aspiring to get into this industry, to do what you do, mm -hmm. can you share like three qualities or skills um, that say, for example, like a younger version of yourself, if they're ever asking you, hey, Aneta, I want to do what you do, right? And you're like, well, if you want to do what I do, these are the three things you make sure you learn or refine or sharpen. Yeah. So I would say the first thing is resilience because um, you're going to have to stick it out while people are experiencing harsh realities okay. and you have to show up with the same type of positive and peaceful energy because okay. you're not there to rock the boat you're there to be a facilitator mm. right you're there to be a, a kind of kind of like a guide um and you have to have tough skin for that so i would say resilience is number one um Number two is um, openness to learn. I say that because not every client, not every industry is the same. So what worked for one client in one industry is gonna be is gonna look completely different in another. Mm. And you have to really stay flexible and you have to really pick up on cues on what's working for that client and what's not and really just ask a lot of questions and change your approach quickly, like within a day, within two days. So it fits them. So you have to be super flexible mm. and agile, I guess, for, mm. for buzzword. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, and then the third one is you have to love working with people. So I studied um, in my in my bachelor's in my bachelor's I I did business management but I also studied uh, psychology alongside it and I specialized mm. in consumer behavior because I was always interested in in how people behave and and why they behave that certain way and how I can you know change that both from like an abnormal psychology perspective but also from like a growth growth positive psychology perspective. I was always interested in, in change when it came to people. And you have you have to love working with people because um, because you're you're guiding them. And so um, yeah, I would say those three things: resilience, flexibility, and love to actually work with people. I'm I'm hearing that there's a lot of like so patience that you kind of yeah, need. Yeah, oh yeah. Because that's a huge, it feels yeah. like when people are not ready to change and you need to slowly nudge or like you're getting a lot of pushback, right? It's, you know, people who are working um, busy, busy, fast paced, it's kind of like, 
not only do I have to be patient, but I have to communicate that patient somehow. And maybe also find a way to not really be drill sergeant, but like, that's what you were saying to that. There's a structure element to it. Yes. Like you've got to be able to be assertive, right? Yes. Because that to me, when I think of how you are, you've got that. Um, and you said it right in that you've got that peaceful energy. And, and that's such a cool thing. And I'm going to use that in sort of describing, you know, kind of who, how I, the vibes I get from you, it's a peaceful energy. Like when I'm going to use that in, in, the, in the sense that it's peaceful in that it's like open, flexible, patient listener, giving great space, but there's an energy to it too. You get what I mean? Like on that end too, there's an energy that like, there is a fire burning somewhere within you, but you have, <laughs> but you, but you let it out in a very, I don't know how to, in a peaceful way. And that to me is like more assertive, perhaps. It's kind of like yeah. a quiet confidence. Yeah, actually I've been, people have, have used those words to describe me a lot, quiet confidence. Um, I, I, I do have an aggressive side to me. Mm -hmm. I just know how to channel it with my words. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I would say like, if, if you work with me, you can, you'd see like, I'm quite, sharp mm. but i am peaceful so yes. it's i do it in a caring way right, or at least right. i attempt to yeah one one thing that i wanted to ask that we were talking about kind of earlier on was the whole question about your industry as a whole that's a huge huge question digital transformation the digital world when when i first asked you how do you feel about your industry as a whole as a question um you're like what, like what's not to feel about it? there's so much right could you just share with the listeners um just what comes to mind as an industry the industry of digital transformation in the work that you do yeah i i think um i think your question was like how do you feel about your industry of digital transformation yeah. I think I like put my head down into my hands because I was like so <laughs> <You did. laughs> at it. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> um, how do I narrow this down? It's 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 completely massive. Mm -hmm. It's 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 where everything is going. Um, I look at it right now from a CRM perspective, but that's clearly not everything right we we know digital transformation from a social media perspective mm -hmm. we know digital transformation from a blockchain perspective mm -hmm. we know it from what's happening like all the innovation that's happening in the space industry right now mm -hmm. we like it's 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 literally everywhere and if people don't act on it and don't get knowledgeable about what the future is going to look like or at least start to get some sort of interest in it. Like people are gonna be left behind. It's evolving at such a rapid pace. And all you can basically do is read and talk to people who are working in that specific field in order to just have like a glimpse of the future because it's just, it's just massive and it's evolving at such a rapid pace. Um, but yeah, so, so my answer is like, it, it's the future of, it's the future of where we're going. Um, 
great answer. Which, that's, which, yeah. which I think though, um, that's why it's really important to have like a spiritual practice so mm. you don't get sucked into it as well. Mm. At least that's what I find. I was not expecting that. Yeah. I was not expecting that's a great other thing to think about. And that kind of adds, like, you kind of answered a question that I normally have for all of my podcasts, which is the megaphone question. Like, if you were to have a megaphone, what message would you tell all of your end users or, or whatnot, or your clients? And, and that's it. It's massive. It's where everything is going. Get in now because it's going to be too late. But, um, yeah. As a secondary part of that, um, what are some things that people could do, like companies could do? Is it because I may be answering the question, but I'd love to hear your insight. Um, do I need like a data science coding degree now? Like, is that where I have to get myself involved? Or what are the first steps, right? Like for maybe not a digital native, right? To, to take that just as a piece of advice. Hey, dude, if, you, if you're not in it and you know you're not in it, this is how I would advise you to take baby steps to get into it. Yeah, so I I wouldn't say like the first thing to do is to get a data scientist um, degree, although you can if that's something that you're interested in. But I would just I would just urge you to pick something like today or tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just pick pick something that you believe in that you know is going to be like an innovation in the future and then try your best to learn it right and then and then from you know a leadership perspective if they're like what what do i implement in my at my company i i just say honestly just like just pick something and try to implement it because you will learn about yourself and you will learn about your leadership team about your middle managers about your company, about, about its capabilities mm-hmm. right along the way as mm-hmm. you implement it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but you should just, you should pick something, you should try to do it. So and that's like anything with the word digital to it? I mean, no, of course. Like if, if we want to get really practical, if, if, yeah. you're, if you're an executive, for an example, right. you review your 2022 strategic goals and you really try to figure out where you want to take your company, mm-hmm. and you um, you 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 get crystal clear on what that looks like Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, and then you get crystal clear on which project you want to focus in on, and then you pick your team of people at your company that you want to support you, and then hopefully you uh, pick an implementation partner who's done it in the past who can point you in the right direction, can guide you so that you can lean on them when it gets hard because it does get hard. Mm. Um, and so, and, and so I, I would say those are the steps, but, but definitely pick something and yeah, like if, if you fail, then you'll discover if that goal was good for you and maybe you'll pick another goal in the future. And then if you succeed, then you have a greater chance at becoming happy, right? Because you experience happiness in relationship to a goal. Mm -hmm. So trying something even small, like will make you better. Mm -hmm. And where you end up in a week from from now or a month from now or five months from now will be a lot better than where you are 
where you're standing right here, where you're questioning what you should pick, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to give yourself the permission to try um, anything. Um, awesome. And then you will also learn like about yourself, right? You'll mm -hmm. learn like, you'll, you'll, you'll like re-meet yourself and you'll mm -hmm. learn like what you can do in stressful environments. And then you'll also learn like who are your best people that will actually support you in stressful environments or are on your way to your hard goal, right? The people that are there for you during hard times are worth it. And then the people that are not, you know, they're just, you know, around for the fun of it. Mm -hmm. I'm um, hearing a, a lot of in what you're saying that kind of, it, it feels as though it's like a bit of self-talk too, in the sense that you were you know, facing fears and stepping up to it, trusting the truth, having full self-acceptance, letting go. That's exactly kind of the same thing. And it's so important for all of us and leaders to, to get that because a lot of people are afraid of mm -hmm. like, what if I, if I rock this boat, what's going to happen? Right. And I only want to please, but sometimes if the ship is heading towards an iceberg and you know it, and you don't say or do anything about it, you're still going to hit the iceberg, right? So better start getting the lifeboats now, right? And and so, and, and finding a way to, to salvage and, and make that change or something. So I, I love that you added that piece to it. And um, for me, it's more of like, um, and as a shout out to your company, you know, CRM is only one implementation sort of yeah. tool to, to digital transformation. There's so much in this world, but if you want to start by just saying, listen, all of our manual files of our clients are literally in folders in, in an office and we need to digital digitalize it and we need to find a way to manage this whole system. Well, you know, and, and we need to say, oh, we want Salesforce, but how do we do that? You guys are the right ones and shout out to traction on demand. This is not a plug, not sponsored, but you know, it's, it's where you are. It's what you do and they have a great culture, but um, yeah, this is a really, really massive thing. Um, I'm just yeah. trying to, the next round that I want to move into is um, just for the sake of time. Yeah. And maybe we'll, we'll sort of try to end it off on, on some of these things. So one of them is this, is a sort of like this fire, let's get lit sort of like speed round. Um, so the first question is, um, what was the last song you played on your Spotify app? <laughs> and, and you have, you cannot lie but if it's something really embarrassing you still have to tell me <laughs> okay um okay well it's it's this song called <laughs> it's a song called wohin willst du by gestort aber geil i'm i'm attempting to learn german these days so i'm trying to listen to german music um and it's what genre is it like is it pretty poppy um, okay. I, can, I can play it for okay, a play a little bit for a second <laughs> It's like this. That's <laughs> oh, pretty upbeat. It's nice. Yep. Oh, yeah? Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Share that to me. We'll provide links in the description <laughs> afterwards. Next question is, what was the last show you were really into um, that you kind of binge watched? Ooh, cheer. Cheer. Okay. Yeah. Me too. So I've been watching that too. Yeah. <laughs> 
watching it too? I have, yes, I know it's crazy. <laughs> so um, I what's... was a competitive cheerleader for like eight and a half years. So oh, it, wow. it brings me back home. It's so good. Wow. See, that was um, the last question. But anyway, what is a guilty pleasure of yours? Chocolate. Okay. What's your top three most used apps on your phone? Um, WhatsApp. Yep. Um, health like that health thing okay i make sure i get my steps in and then coinbase cool okay interesting what is your pet peeve oh oh um people that talk too much and don't give space for other people to talk good okay for someone who's patient though that's interesting you probably do with a lot of people like that <laughs> um introvert or extrovert I think I'm an introvert, but my friends would say that I'm crazy and I'm definitely an extrovert. Okay. And the special talent that you have? Um, I think I'm a really good writer. So cool. I find that I can actually, um, I learn a lot about myself when I write mm -hmm. and I, I feel like a more wise version of myself comes out when I write mm -hmm. and I can really fully express everything that I think in like a concise little paragraph. And I just like that. And um, yeah, some, some people have told me that they enjoy my writing. So yeah, writing. Awesome. I was going to say that the, you answered the other part when you said you're, you're a cheerleader and that's another really awesome talent to have as well too. Um, but writing is obviously a really, really good uh, talent to have. And on that, I'm fast forwarding to one of my questions. Um, there's somewhere in your profile that says there's a book called Reset Grow. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to share a little bit about what that is? And, and just as a preview to what that will be. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a book. Yes, it's a okay. book. So I'm writing, I'm writing a book called um, How to Manage Energy While Working Remotely. Cool. And I started writing it before uh, COVID-19 started. So I started working remotely, I think back in 2019 um, on purpose. And I learned a lot about myself and how to, how to, how to basically live and work while working remotely and working from home and what type of structures I need to put in place in order to help myself out, mm -hmm. both how to manage my own energy, but also energy as a, as, a, as a byproduct of productivity and time management. And so I put together all these like systems and frameworks that would, that have helped me. And then I wrote, I've been writing this book in a way to help people discover how they can use these frameworks to help better their lives. And I have these like really inquisitive questions and these, you know, um, all these like subject matter experts and I have, you know, dug into science. So I have a lot of psychology and science backing all the claims that I make. And it's really to support people as they're, as they're working remotely. Cause even on a day-to-day -day basis, I see people super tired and on the verge of burnout and, I've, I've personally burnt out in the past before, and I know how that feels like, mm -hmm. and it, it actually helped me create those systems and the frameworks that I put in the book. And so I just feel like if I can share that uh, on a mass scale, if possible, then I can help people manage this time in a, in a productive and, and a peaceful and, uh, and a healthy way. So that's what I'm writing. What? 
um, percentage are you done right now? I'm on the last bit. So I'm on the last bit. Yeah. So I have, um, I hope to actually finish all of it up this weekend. Like, and then I have an editor who's going to go through it and edit it. And then one of my friends uh, from BCG is going to design the the cover of it, which I'm so grateful of Flavio shout out. Uh And um, yeah, I think I, it's taken me a really long time to write this because I really wanted it to be really helpful and 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 I wanted it to feel like a friend kind of mm. guiding you through these hard times and um, I also had to learn a few things while I was writing it so the most recent thing that I learned over the past two months I actually put that in the book great um, wow yeah um in the section called grow um but um it, it should it should be here very soon well, you know what? This is amazing because this is the podcast leading up to the final point of it, right? So it's like when you look back and you release it and all that stuff, you'll you'll listen back to this, and everyone else will listen back after they have their book in your in their hands, um, and they'll say, "Shoot, this is what Aneta's mindset was right before the weekend she finished it right and obviously there's iterations of editing and all that stuff too but this is a really special moment i think and um we're all here cheering you to the end of the finish line and beyond uh, i think it's going to be wildly successful extremely applicable as a sort of like a, to spread a few crumbs can you just share one concept or one of your favorite tidbits of the book just so that like people who are in remote work right now who are maybe on the verge of burnout you know what would you say to them like what would you say that's in your book but also as a friendly piece of advice because I think this is super important and relevant right now yeah honestly there's so many good things in this book because I I've been writing it over the past like year and a half and so I've had a million and a half ideas and then I've just really had to narrow it down to the best of the best of the best of the best but I would say like one thing um to know practically is um is that um um your emotions are your body's energy source and you need to accept that um and you should listen to your body when it's telling you what it needs and don't always listen to what your mind tells you because your mind plays tricks on you sometimes um because that's the way that it's designed um and so i would say like when your mind is attempting to play tricks on you or telling you that one thing is a different reality than another. There's a framework. Um, I, f- I forget exactly who it is. Maybe I'll look it up quickly. Um, maybe I'll pull up my book quickly. But basically, it's um, basically when when you're having like conflicting thoughts, you can ask yourself, is what I'm thinking true? Mm. which is number one Mm. and then number two is is it absolutely true Mm. like 100 percent or zero percent 
Okay. Um, how do you, you react? What happens and when, when you believe that thought? So how do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? Mm. And then the fourth one is, who would you be without that thought? Oh, okay. Great way to put it at the end, eh? Yep. So it takes you through kind of the, the valley of despair and change curves. Yep. And then it, it brings you up to the positive point, right? So what if this is all your perception? What if it's actually not true and who would you be without it? So it brings you to that positive point um, in a really quick mm. period of time. So mm. I would say that's a pretty good one. I love it. That's some awesome advice, not even just for remote work for anyone, right? Who's going through any challenges or at work, it could be a quick practical, like rundown of questions to put it on your phone too, to ask yourself, right? To look at that. And that's a, I love that you, you had a, you have a good mix of really practical solutions, stuff that can be applied every day. Um, but also things that apply not only to work, but to life. Right. And that's super important. So, um, you're going to share the details later on, and I will help, of course, to, to share it with everyone when this book comes out. I'm super excited. Um, again, this is the last step. Uh, you know, I really hope that you get into like a really good mind frame mindset this weekend um, to, to get whatever you need that, to get it done. Um, but either way, it's, it's there, right? You're there, you're at, you see the finish line, which is amazing. It's an amazing feat. Um, so congratulations on that. And uh, I wish you all the best with it. So um, with that being said, I think um, I wanna like really thank you for taking the time to, to join me on my podcast. I hope it was a pretty cool experience for your third time. Um, I, I hope they feel comfortable. Um, are there any last sort of things that you'd like to tell people that are listening in? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me again. And you definitely did make me feel very comfortable. And um, you also have like a, a peaceful energy to you too. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, I have a question for you. What, like, what did you love about this discussion? I loved the essence of, so first of all, when you said the peaceful energy, that like it's like sometimes like the content is is obviously really really good the context of what we're talking about when we're talking about it but also just the the energy like that vibe is what i really like cuz we were probably really really smooth coming into this um we had structure but also i love that we were able to talk about like weave in and out of different discussions and you were really cool with that and and going deeper into something or be a little bit higher level so I really like the the cadence that's if I want to put it in that word the cadence of this conversation and I I hope that when people listen to it they'll, they'll sort of say yeah I really like that that was like a really easy but very insightful podcast episode awesome love that cool, cool. well um thank you so much again uh, I'm going to have all your details, uh, you know, put up here and um, it was a pleasure. Yeah, super fun. Thanks for having me again and happy Friday. You too.